Want to find out what happens when women break society's unwritten and totally BS rules? Well, listen to Unladylike, the podcast that does just that. Hosted by the hilarious Kristen Cogner and Caroline Irvin. This week, they're kicking off season two with a special episode featuring comedian Nicole Byer. Ugh, I love Nicole. That's all about how to swipe right when the dating world feels oh so wrong. Later this season, they'll tackle everything from why getting dressed for work sucks for women to what it's like when you love your kids but don't love being a mom. Listen to Unladylike now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. This is a show about individual experience and personal identity. There may be times when folks use identifying words or phrases that don't feel right to you. That's part of what we're exploring here. Please listen with an open heart, and as always, I welcome your polite, engaged feedback, and I encourage you to continue the conversation in your own life and with your own community. Welcome to Query. Hey, Queeros, Cameron here. Well, yes, we had a bit of a snafu with last week's episode where there was an intro for Dawn Legans from Planned Parenthood and then an episode uh, where I talked with Elia Shawcat. Well, great news. We got it fixed. Last week's episode is Dawn Legans, which you should absolutely listen to because I care about your health. And this week's episode is Alia Shawcat. Oof, you would know Alia from her work as maybe in Arrested Development. You know her. She's great on the television show Search Party that's on TBS. But she also has a, a new movie out that is called Duck Butter that I had a chance to see very recently. And um, it's really good. And it's really queer. And I recommend it. So please enjoy this episode. And I promise that we will not have any snafus in the future. I can't control that. I can't fully control that. Enjoy. I've been feeling wrong, but I'm still holding on, darling. I know, I know, I know it's careless. Are you good? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I am also ready. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, I want, I just want I always that want that to be the opening. I, yeah. ex- I know, rats. I don't have a... We all pop. I mean, that that could be it. That was sort of on. I could hear it in my headphones. So I guess it LaCroix. It must have been. How do you say it? I say LaCroix. Mm. What do you say? LaCroix. Really? I do. I feel like that it is not that. What? <laughs> well, I heard it was like, yeah, like a more like a trashier I'm, beverage. And people were like, La, what'd you say? LaCroix. LaCroix. Oh. But it's a, it's a French word. La Croix. No, I mean, you're, I mean, you're. Yes. Yeah. Correct. You are right about <laughs> that. Not fight. I feel like it's, but like Saint Croix. That's how you say. Oh, uh, right. Sure. I'm not gonna be able to change. <laughs> I don't so. want you to change. <laughs> okay. I want you to be you, and I want me to be me. Yeah. And in fact, um, as long as you know what's. Hey, here's a cool thing yeah. about this show. I have guests introduce themselves. Will you introduce oh, nice. yourself? Yes. Hi, my name is Alia Shawcat. You, na- you did it. You <laughs> did nailed it. Did I say my name right? Yeah, you did a great okay, job. Cool. And do you want to say anything else about who you are? You can or can't. Oh, right. Um, let's see. Well, <laughs> I'm like, who am I? Um, I was going to say we met at the premiere of Duck Butter. Yeah, we did. A movie that uh, I co-wrote and starred acting-wise in and produced. Um, so I do all those things. Um, I also like to doodle. Yeah. Um, and I'm seeing that. I, I, yeah. yeah. I'm a doodler. A marker <laughs> in hand. Like it's not done yet. Oh, yeah. No, um, I, won't. I won't. And what else? Um, yeah. Born and raised in Palm Springs, California. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Palm Springs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now I live in Hollywood and I go to gyms and do therapy. <laughs> yeah, that's what you did today yeah, before did today. we were recording. Yeah. So like – Honestly, your aura is clear. Like, is it? Oh, you just like seem very and calm. You seem like yeah. You seem steamed and calm. Yeah. You've got like a real kind of like steaminess around the <laughs> eyes that I'm very jealous of. I need yeah. to go. Equinox is very close. Steam my eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did. We did meet at your movie because I got to go to the premiere with my friend Emily. Or like, a, I don't know if that was the premiere. Was that the premiere? What was yeah. that? Yeah, that was the LA premiere, yeah. Yeah, that was so rad. I got to go with uh, my buddy Emily Gordon, and like mm-hmm. she asked me last minute. I was like, of course, Emily. <laughs> and then what's funny is that we're sitting there watching the movie, and Emily just didn't know it had like 
to him and falling in love in it and leaned over and was like – and we're – good friends and leaned over and was like I swear I didn't just invite you to this because there's like women kissing on screen and I was like Emily I'm mad at you that that's not why you invited me like that, like with, like if there's queer content like right. Esposito should be top number one top of the list yeah. top of the list to, to you is what is, is what people should say um and I just I really love the movie so congratulations Thank you so much. thanks I'm really glad you guys came I I thought it, I thought it was um well, really, n- not like anything I have seen. That's and, good. And, um, you know, I'm always grateful for that when I see uh, folks that I can relate to that, that might look like me on screen in yeah. situations that I haven't seen before. Totally. So the movie's kind of about um, like a very fast and connected relationship that mm-hmm. two folks are going through. But you're really like the central character. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, two girls who um, meet two women. And, yeah, kind of the idea of, like, uh, rushing intimacy um, to want intimacy for that sake. You know, to be like, this feels good. Let's do it anyways. And then actually exposing yourself, being like, no, 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 not to this person. This seems crazy. Um, yeah, very personal movie. Took a long time to make. And now we're on the other side. Now it's over. <laughs> it's out there, but it's over, you know. But, you know, I actually saw – I don't know. I don't think we met, but um, I saw you in D.C. Oh. Hosting that big comedy show, which was great, uh, after the Women's March. Oh, yeah. That was a night. That was a night. It was so crazy. I mean, that day was unbelievable. And then – I don't know, randomly, because so many people were there, were like, yeah, we got to come to this comedy show. Yeah. And um, I came, and it was so fun, and you were hosting and with your lady, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Um, yeah, it was super good. Yeah. Um, that was <laughs> – I wonder what part of the night you saw. <laughs> yeah, because you had been there for a while, right? We hosted, like, the whole – and, I mean, this was a, cho- a choice we wanted to because it, it was benefiting Planned Parenthood, and, right, like, right. I was so happy to be there and work with them, but – also, um, it was an ext- – it was – I've never had this experience before. At the end of the show, like show's over. Yeah. And they were like, we think there's a chance that Macklemore will be here in 45 minutes. <laughs> and by the time – by the way, at this point, we've, it's been a four-hour show. The National has just performed. Right. Like, like and they – and they, they were right at the end and they were like brought the house down. Yeah. And then um, – and he was like crazy energy in the room. He he was climbing on people's hands, and also yeah. like Sleater Kinney had been there. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. such an amazing Ani DeFranco. Like amazing folks had been there. Cory Booker was there, and Cecile Richards, who was then the president mm-hmm. of Planned Parenthood. Like all these folks, and it, it really felt like ah, the show is over, right. you know. And then they were like, "Can you guys? Do you mind? Um, can you just like stall for forty five minutes?" And we were like. What? Wait, what? <laughs> You're like, we out, dude. We out. And we really did have to go on stage and also one of our mics kept going out. So then we were just passing one microphone back and forth between, between the two of us doing like a, been like a loose 20 of like personal <laughs> stories for like thousands of people that are – or however many – I can't remember the capacity there. I think it, it was packed, 1,200. Though. Yeah. And it was just like people that were like, we don't – hey – Honestly, like, we do want to march. Right. We don't want to hear anything else you have to say. <laughs> if you would please stop Well, when talking. I was there, it was still in the prime. <laughs> because, like, people were so amped from the march that yes. day and, like, wired. Yes. And it was, like, it was one of the best kind of, like, shows I'd been to because it was just, like, you guys were so funny. And it was just, like, everyone had this intensity, like, you're here, we're here, we made it, we're here. Like, it wasn't just, like, oh, yeah, cool, who's playing? You know, like, it was – I mean, it was such an intense day, obviously, a beautiful day. But um, I'll never forget, like, how the room looked and how it felt and stuff. And yeah. It was pretty cool. I'm sorry you had to keep going. No, I mean, it was— You're like, then we went to sleep, and we they fi- came into our we room. We literally—we finally—then uh, Samantha Ronson they had to just finally start setting up DJ tables, and we were still on stage. <laughs> and I just turned and said into the microphone, like, I'm not standing out here any longer. <laughs> You can't make. Me. I have to leave now. Did Macklemore um, show? No, he didn't. But I again, I oh, think it was bastard. like there was a lot of folks just 
rolling through kind of it turns out that was a very busy day yeah in washington dc like it was nobody's the fault busiest. it was yeah. a very busy day yeah you know i'm also realizing like i'm trying to figure out how to do this so like uh stumble with me yes you said with my with my lady yeah but my wife actually identifies as non-binary so i don't know if the word lady applies anymore and we haven't discussed this so since like you might what would i say if i i'd say your wife i didn't know yeah yeah yeah, your wife yeah and i'm just trying to figure out like you'll probably meet eventually and so you should know that going in you should like have that information no i appreciate the correction but it's like just hard to figure out When's the moment to bring it up? So this is the this moment. is the moment. I'm glad you we did, did it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over that hill. Do you still uh, want to keep talking? Yeah, or? no, you can go home. Now. I just <laughs> okay. I brought you in here so I could tell you, right. You know, some stuff about my wife, and right, then right, like right. that was literally it. And thank you so much for the movie, and, and have a great rest of your day. <laughs> cool. Thanks for the little quacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later. Um, what, what I, I am lo- sorry about that. No, no, yeah. it's that's no, no, no. see you don't have to apologize because uh, right. Cause I think what we're all trying to figure out is just like how to. Know that you didn't do anything wrong because you didn't right. know, mm-hmm. and then but how to just like give more information. We're just right. like in that, that zone yeah, as human totally. beings trying to figure that all out together. Totally, it's a very sensitive time uh, to to know the right information at the right time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Um, well, one thing I want to just say, like right up top, before we talk more about my stand up and how talented I am, and, <laughs> um, is that. It's interesting what you what you say about that movie being about like what amount of intimacy is too much or like what feels great. Something mm-hmm. that was Im- immediately striking to me yeah. is that um, you, the actor, you, the human being that I'm talking to right now, mm-hmm. are like in your undies a ton in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very – it feels very real. Like the the amount that you two, you and the other actor – Whose name I don't Laya, know. Laya. Laya Costa. Yeah. Um, you're like clothed the amount that you that one would be. Like it feels very real. Right. You're you're actually spending time together. Um, I really have no reference point for how difficult that would be in a filming process. Like literally starting from how cold were you? <laughs> to <laughs> Well, we're in LA, so right. pretty chill. I mean, in a good way the whole time. Um, but just like yeah, no, Be, it's a being lot. that you, the actor, mm-hmm. like putting yourself out there like that, um, that felt like it might be difficult. Yeah, I mean, almost like uh, I think any, a lot of things, not everything, but is more difficult thinking about it until you actually do it. Um, it's like the prep, the idea. You know, I wrote this movie and it took a long time with Miguel Arteta, and the whole time, you know, we're writing all these sex scenes and all these things, and. And I'm not even thinking like, oh, I'm going to have to create orgasms on camera and I'm going to have to do this, you know, Um, which I had never done before, simulated sex or anything. And then when it got closer to actually making it, because of the environment we set up and because I was so involved that there, it never felt like something foreign. Because like when you think about the, like what would be the biggest challenge of that kind of stuff is a lot of actors do it where, you know, they show up. They're looking at the schedule and they're like, all right, Tuesday's the big old sex scene. Okay. You know, and they, it comes Tuesday and they show up on set and they do a rehearsal and it's all very like, so this is where you'll be having the sex scene. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of like treated like this precious thing. And especially for women, um, I've been very lucky though. Two times I've done sex scenes, this and then on Transparent. And, uh, where both were handled in a very different way than I assume they normally are. Um, but with this one, I it was so just like personalized, like the whole energy on the set. I knew everybody. It was a very small crew. Um, you know, the very first scene, which is in the story too, when we meet before the 24 hours starts, uh, when we have sex for the first time, um, that was the first time we had kissed, had, you know, touched anything. And Lai and I trusted each other so much as actors and as people. We became good friends right away. Um, and, you know, I was attracted to her, so that helped. <laughs> but we had the chemistry of that, you know. Uh, I found that with her as well, whether it's because it's a woman or just because it's Laya, like, but probably because she's a woman, there wasn't this also outside energy of, like, am I actually getting turned on by you? Is this unprofessional? Like, are we having something on the side? You know, because I've had some scenes, not simulated sex really with, with 
too many men, I think only once, but where it feels like you're trying to handle their ego, like, you know, dude, this I'm ju- we're just acting, like this is all fake, you know, instead of just focusing exactly on what's happening. Um, and even if the guy's not trying to be a creep, he's just like really uncomfortable the whole time. Um, and that energy was never present on the set. It was exciting because it was the first time. And we knew we had this whole journey together. Our characters like are falling for each other. Um, but it really wasn't nerve wracking. It wasn't weird. I mean, once we started the 24 hour segment, I mean, my, you know, our wardrobe was very much like a live theater. So it was just like interactive, like what we feel comfortable in when we're in the bed, what we would actually have on. And, uh, we were just taking stuff on and off in front of people. Like it became our kind of dressing room. The set just became very alive. Uh, it was my favorite way of shooting in a way. I, I never felt more comfortable and confident in my body than on that set. And normally you have like your very specific wardrobe. They give you a touch up in between every take, you know, to be like to match the last one. So you're very conscious of like how you look all the time. And you're like, oh, is the hair? And they're like, cut. Sorry, she has a curl that's dangling. And you're like, what? Where is it? I need to pull the shirt. I need to pull the shirt. Totally. And you're like, oh my God, did my tits, what happened in that one? And you're like so conscious of everything. the smallest wrinkle. Yeah. It's it's really annoying. We can't, honestly, we can't use that. We can't use any of that because there was a wrinkle. (laughs) I've had I had a job not that long ago where I was wearing a white shirt and I spilled a drop of coffee on it because I'm a fucking animal and uh, they had to come and like wash it off you know and then it had like a little stain and I had to stand in front of the camera and this was a bigger crew not an intimate cozy set at all Um, and they had to stand for the camera just focusing on my tits to be like can we see the stain can you see the stain I don't know if I guess and I was like Wait, what the fuck's going on? I was like, why am I like wow. everyone's gathered around the monitor, like seeing if, and then they were like, and then one of the wardrobe girls came up all nervous. She's like, um, yeah, the, the shirt we realize is uh, kind of see through. So we're just going to change you really quick. And we had just rehearsed this like elaborate scene where I have all these props. And I was just so like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm an adult. Tell me. Like, yeah. don't gather around and stare at my see through white shirt on camera. And then I have to perform for you. Like, a fucking, you know, it was just like, there's so many, like, that's even worse than. Being naked and having sex on this one. I mean, but like, meanwhile, for that, for the that crew, they're all like not even looking at boobs. They're like looking at shirt. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, but it, but that doesn't mean that's how it feels as an actor. No, they're like exactly. they're like this like, shirt with shirt. nothing underneath it. Yes, <laughs> seems you know what? I, but the experience as an actor is so different. Yeah, I mean, totally. I'm also really interested in all this stuff that you're talking about about like your report. You guys really do have great chemistry, and I, for me, um, I don't know. I mean. Can I tell you like a dumb and secure thing? Please. I, yes. A couple years ago, I had to shoot this movie with, um, where I was like in a couple with a woman who's who's straight, mm-hmm. and we were like gonna have to kiss. And I literally, be- right before we kissed, I was like, "I'm sorry, cause I'm gay, and I'm sorry you have to do this. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> you have to like kiss me, cause I'm very gay, and this, you know, like this is probably gonna be really weird." For- and she, first of all, um. Well, this woman is also Sarah Chalk. Do you know who Sarah Chalk is? No, I don't know. So that she name, was but... she was in um, she was in Roseanne. She was second Becky in Roseanne. She oh was, yeah, yeah, she yeah. She's also course, like yeah. in Scrubs. She mm-hmm. literally has been a working actor since she was sixteen. So she right. was like, she's like Cameron. Yeah. I've like kissed a lot of people on camera. You're very nice. Yeah, <laughs> and it seems like you've like moisturized your lips. And so like I think everything's <laughs> gonna be fine. Like I don't think you realize how many people I've kissed and like how right. this is not what this experience is for you. But right. I had, like, so much just kind of, like, internalized homophobia being like, I'm sorry I'm putting this on you in this set. <laughs> and, um, I mean, we ended up getting along really well. She was great. But I do feel like, for me, I guess I didn't realize that I would have carried something like that into, right. like, whatever all the, like, male gazy stuff that yeah. I had been looking at and then suddenly was like, am I the male gaze right. now from within <laughs> the scene? You know, like, I just... <laughs> within the scene. I just, I just, like... And then in the time since, have also, like, cast somebody to kiss me, which is a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. Where then you're like, hey, just so you know, it was you. It was you. A picture. It was yeah. you. <laughs> no, so, I mean, like, I was... When we were casting... Also, you know, year like a year before we made the movie or yeah, something like that. It was a like the draft was in a completely different state and uh, it was originally um about a a woman and a guy. I read this. Yeah. And so the script was like 
I mean, the movie would not have worked. <laughs> like, literally, the movie would not have been anything close to what it was. But it just was – we were going on meetings with these actors, and some of them I knew, you know, personally before. And Miguel and I are sitting there, and we're at the – you know, at diners meeting these actors and talking about – we're like, yeah, we you know, we really want to be like – it's going to be a detailed outline but improvised, and we want you to share – you know, things, whether they're real or not, but it has to feel like we're actually sharing intimacy, you know, all these things. And I'm like, and of course, you know, the sex and talking about the beats of the sex. And I'm just like watching them like glaze over because I felt like I'm like selling my body, you know, and I was like, but I've always, which is what part of the reason why I made the movie was like sexuality is, is especially for, for women. And the perspective was always through my character. Um, I mean, like, Nima was always the woman. Um, it was always important to me to show how sex can be distracting in when you're trying to get to know somebody um, or how you can be mystified or, or, or when you have a connection with someone being like, oh, this is it, you know, this can be everything because we have this connection. Um, and so it wasn't, again, it wasn't personalized. I wasn't like, it's because I want to fuck you. I was like, it has nothing to do with that. I was like, this is about, you know, whether we have this, like, acting chemistry we can convince. And every guy, I was like, it, they, it, I felt like I didn't want to go in the meetings anymore, you know, because I felt like some weird concubine who was like, and I'm the one you get to have. <laughs> and I was like, why are they being all weird? Like, it has nothing to do with, like, nobody wanted to engage and talk, asking questions about the scene, the sex scenes, or what it represented, or any of it. And then, yeah, we had Skyped with Laya to play, you know, a smaller part, and when we Skyped with her, her energy was just like so the character, like all the specifics that we had wanted in the character. And we were like, she's more Sergio than anyone we've met. And it felt kind of silly. We were like, duh, like this is what it should be about. And so we cast her and then all these like problems in the script just like changed and everything became so much more clear, like spoke to us. Um, but, you know, when we were doing the scenes, too, or before, just we didn't really physically do rehearsals of the sex scenes, but we spoke about them. And it was just me, Laya, and Hilary Sparrow, the DP, um, because Miguel was like, there, he wasn't present for any of that stuff. You know, even that though, seems smart. Yeah. He was like, I, I have nothing to say. You guys know what you're doing, you know. Um, and even when we shot it, you know, he was on a monitor outside, but us three were the only ones in the room. And we shot a lot of them, you know, it was very, very intimate. And just like, because it's all so much about instinct, you know, it's like neither of us are virgins. She had never slept with a woman before. So that was interesting. But at the same time, it wasn't like, because she was kind of nervous. She was like, well, I want to do a good job. You know what I mean? Like, I have to seem legit. And I was like, okay, okay. But I mean, she does. Yeah, she does. Because like we good were. Good job knowing that. Do you know how many right. people have been in that situation and not known that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how many times and I made sure I have she was aware those? of the right yeah, yeah. things she needed to know. <laughs> good job. Yeah, I was like, well, there's some things like this, but otherwise, you know, it was very like we trusted each other to go. Like, so we surprised each other in scenes, even in the sex scenes, as sex is. You know, it's like a surprising, um, should be a fun discovery. <laughs> Hey, Queeros, this episode of Query is sponsored by Care Of. Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can get hard to get all the nutrients your body needs for long-term health. Like, what if you're a vegetarian? Huh? Huh? Well, that's where Care Of comes in. Because they have a fun online quiz which asks about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices, and makes it really easy to figure out which vitamins and supplements you specifically need in just a few minutes. Then they put them in a little individual packet and they send it to your house. What? All for about 20% less than similar brands at local drug and health food stores. I have done this. I took the quiz. is a very short quiz. And then they sent me vitamins. I've been taking these vitamins. So I think I'm going to live a very long time. Now, here's the great news. For 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter Query. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter Query for 25% off your first month of personalized vitamins. This week's episode of Query is sponsored by Sugar Bear Hair. What? Do you like healthy, wonderful hair that's very strong? And maybe you like healthy nails, too? Well, do you also like gummies? 
little teeny gummies that are blue and shaped like a little teddy bear. If you like that, then you'll like sugar bear hair. Sugar bear hair tastes like delicious sweet candy. It's made with the juice of real berries and contains everything you need for stronger, healthier hair. It's got as much vitamin A as a cup of broccoli, as four cups of broccoli. That's three more than one single cup. It's got as much vitamin C as one cup of cranberries and as much vitamin B12 as four organic eggs. But it's a little teeny bear. Oh my gosh. I'm trying this right now. And um, look at some photographs of me. See if you think I look extra luminous in the hair. Go to sugarbearhair.com slash query for beautiful hair and healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash query. Sugarbearhair.com slash query. So is that why you say, because you, you said that you don't think the movie could have worked with a male yeah. character. Is is it like stuff like that surprising? Because I, I mean, I'm just think I'm like um, acknowledging that patriarchy would change the dynamic of a surprise Moment totally. in a sex scene, completely, or or um, how he becomes if it was a he, like um, the character becomes a little more, you know, strange for lack of a better word towards the end, and a little like more attached, and it would seem like you would start to confuse it with like, is he being violent? Is he being right? You there's know, like strange some instability that yeah. And also just literally coming that many times. Like I don't think a guy. We always were like, how can a guy come that many times? It's not going to make sense. Um, and women don't have a problem having that many orgasms. So, lucky us. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also imagining, like... <laughs> it would be disgusting to see it. <laughs> well, sure, sure. But we also, want to see but also I'm yeah. trying to imagine a guy uh, that you're interviewing having to admit that. Yeah. I can't do what's on the page. <laughs> Physically <laughs> impossible. <laughs> what, you feel weird about the moms? Yeah. <laughs> That's that's yeah. Looking back on it, I'm like those guy actors were like, "You don't want a guy," <laughs> and we were like, "Yeah, you seem right." So making this decision, though, like obviously, it also puts the movie in like under a different set of scrutiny. It also like yeah. it puts it in it with a different um, possible audience, which is both good and bad because like actually, it's a movie that anybody can enjoy, but. Of course, because right. it like now is about two women, then there's like going to be some reaction to that that it wouldn't have if it was right. opposite sex couple. I'm finding it all positive, though, the fact that it's with two women. I mean, the story itself would not have translated if it was with the uh, yeah. if it was a heterosexual couple. Because I kind of mean self-selecting of audience. That's what right. I mean. Not that I think there's going to be like a bad review. That's no, like no, no, this no. is too gay. Uh, but more so, just like <laughs> I mean, there's bad reviews, but not that reason. No, no, no. I know what you mean. But I, I, I find it that like it's, um, you know, actually there was something that I read that this. I'm kind of hopping around. I Hop love with it. Me. Okay, no, I f I'm, I'm like ready. Yeah. And also, like, we can totally talk about other aspects of your life, but this is just interesting. Great. Yeah, we so can wrap this one up and so, then we can No, move no, up. I want to. Um, I want to hear it. Like, stay. <laughs> stay. Just a little bit longer. <laughs> but um, what was important, even when it was with a guy, I was like, or no, that's not true. What was important that once we changed it to a woman, it was like, I realized what we really wanted to say was going to come across more clearly that it was focusing on these two types of people instead of being distracted on uh, gender dynamics, which, you know, personally, I'm bisexual, and I, when I am dating someone who's male or female, their energies are not related necessarily to their genders, uh, necessarily like more feminine because it's a woman or masculine. It's actually usually the reverse. Um, so in the story because it's like there's so many heterosexual stories it was just like our first like right it's a guy and a girl and she's blah 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 you know and you know so that's how we had started and then when we changed it i was like this is going to be less um about gender which is always important to me i was like because i that's not where i'm writing from it's a combination of a lot of experiences i've had um that aren't just specifically male or female with, you know, like Sergio's character is an amalgamation of a lot of people from Miguel's life and my life. Um, but then making it still, what was important to me was like, I don't want this story to be about um, politicizing the fact that they're gay. 
Uh, I don't want to know how they came out. I don't want to know the struggles that they had experienced with it. And those are very important stories. But I was like, I w- wanted to see something that where it doesn't comment on it, where it just shows it um, like a very sp- like specific slice of life that I experience on a night when I go out with my friends. And we are not like, right, but like, what happened when your parents, you know, when you came out to your parents? Like, my friends are like, what? We've talked about that like 10 years ago. What are we talking about? And in the environment, you know, luckily that I live in, it's accepted and it's embraced. And so many of my friends, we don't comment on the fact that someone's gay or someone's black or someone's this. It's like, so I wanted to have that. I felt like it would, again, clarify the story. But what I was going to say is I did read this article that this woman wrote where she said, I don't consider this a queer film because of the fact that it doesn't talk about it at all. Did you see my eyebrows? Yeah. They went, they went, they went right yeah. up. Keep going. <laughs> and I thought it was really interesting. It was a well-written article. Um, it was on like Broadly or something. And she was like, I found myself confused by, you know. Oh, my God. This and is I'm making like, me angry and I'm starting to sweat. Yeah. But I want. But no, but I was like, and I want to, you know, she wrote it well, but I was so confused. I was like, for real? I was like, <sighs> we're, did, we're making the film. We made the film. These two women are together on camera. I, I like I wrote what what part do you not understand? Like it can't be and that's what frustrates me. She was pretty much saying that in order for it to be considered a queer film in her opinion, it had to be um being gay has to be politicized and to be told in a story. And I just don't agree with that. Um a friend of mine, Sebastian Silva, made a film called Nasty Baby. And he, um, that I was in, I remember him talking about how he won an award um, that was like, you know, like a gay gay film award. And he was appreciative of it. But he was also like, when will I be able to make characters that are gay? And that doesn't make it necessarily a gay film. Like like what you were saying before about the audience that you get. Because it, it may, sometimes it makes it feel like it's in a smaller slot. You know, where it's like, oh, okay, so you're just... You know, in that in that community, you're a part of, so you're not looking down on them. But you're like, when are we coming? Why does it have to be considered just that instead of just a story about two people? You know, and and part of I think a little bit of that change is by making stories where we don't necessarily reference it, where we're just like, yeah, it's just people, just us. Right. Well, I mean, that's part of. I I hear you fully. I mean, the the stuff that I have made more recently in my life, like a TV show, this podcast is. Yeah is really just for in-group conversation because I I feel that a lot of times the reason that we get stuck on like coming out stories is because since we're – since like the queer community is still in a minority, it's like we're – It's still valuable and very important to be sharing those. Well, that but also I think it's – I think that that's like a straight person's entry point into our lives. Right. Like that's what a straight person – is taught we are about and there really aren't narratives on television or in film that are about like what happens next so yeah. like Rhea and I had a television show called Take My Wife that was about just like a couple that are get, that is getting married and right. this is in the same vein of that this conversation that we're having now like we understand each other in a different way because we're both speaking from within the community right. but and like that we don't you're right we don't get a lot of that and it it, it is a bummer because that's not like coming out it, we're not we're not even usually centered in those stories. Like right. immediately, you just said it. The number one thing that people say is like, how'd your parents take it? That has nothing to do with me. Right, exactly. I mean, it affected me. How did me. other people react? Yeah. yeah. How did other people react to this thing that is <laughs> yeah, you? that became Let you. me talk. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the other people around you and how they see <laughs> Do other people and like those pants? what are they all about? Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what, what other people think <laughs> exactly. about you. And like, let's get through do that. Do people and, like yeah. that jacket? Do other people <laughs> like that jacket? And oh. I, so I think... I think it is about shifting. But the reason I had the response to, like, that's not a, a queer film is, like, well, I think of that as positive. You know, like, I right. I, I think um, that kind of – I would want for you to, to be able to say, like, this is a queer film. And of then course, I would also want is, for you yeah. to say – and it's also and that make, and that's, like, what makes it mainstream, um, right. you know, as opposed to um, that that's, like, some negative. But I, I think that – that person responding that that gives me that gives me so much anxiety. Uh, that's right. I was just like, but it's another thing of like, oh, okay, you just don't ever win. It doesn't matter. Well, the, the the other thing is like that. Um, like our our lives are politicized. That's not us. We're not doing that. Right. Other people are putting that on us. Mm-hmm. But I think that person's argument 
if I had to simplify it, um, not even having read the ar article, might be that this is a happy story. Right. And, you know, like you can kind of extrapolate that out of what they're saying. And yeah. like, holy shit, that's intense. Right. Because when they're, if they're saying like this has to be politicized or they have to at least talk about it or whatever, that – that denotes like struggle. There, there has right. to be there a moment be like you're saying. Yeah. Friends don't sit across from each other and go like, "Well, I, today struggle? I continue to be gay." Right. And so, and so about you. Yes. No. Yes, I do too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is very tough and awful. Um, no, it's like that's a movie that's something is being pushed onto a character, and a character's realizing something, and it's like there's right. sadness or death or whatever. Yeah. So like the only movies that we get to have are like are those the I really know. sad ones, <laughs> really really sad ones. Even call me by your name, like which has so much like beauty in it, just a like a much longer crying staring into the fire se right. sequence at the end is what you're looking for. Like <laughs> that's like how we determine the, a queer film whether exactly. or not there's like a lot like, of oh, there's pain. He got hurt. Yeah, at the end. yeah. As long they as he did got not hurt. end up together, and it's because of society <laughs> pushing them apart. Wasn't the choice they made. Um, <laughs> so like that's really yeah. troubling. Plus, you another thing I would say is that you made the choice to ground your characters in the queer community. They have, mm -hmm. like, friends that right. know them um, and that they go to places where there are other queer people. Mm -hmm. And that's also something a lot of times that we don't see in right. film and television. It's, like, there's, like, two ran – one random gay person that's, like, just friends right. with Who's, like, scared because they're, like, where are all the other gay people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, we shot um, the, the scene where I meet her at Oil Can Harry's which is like one of the oldest gay bars in LA and um it's such a cool place and we were like wanted a lot of older lesbians and we were like making sure we're like we have to have cuz Miguel was like I don't want it to be like have it be like a hipster vibe at all you know which is hard <laughs> to to not do to take the hipster out of gay to take the, <laughs> take the hipster out of LA yeah sure um LA casting calls but um, we were able to, like, I just, like, really loved the people that we got in that setting. It's so cool. We used to go there all the time. I really love that spot. Have you always been – have you always been out since you've been acting? I just don't know this. I mean, no, I never – it wasn't like a – I did an interview with Out Magazine. Uh-huh. And uh, it came up and they asked me because, you know, I've been acting for such a long time. But, like, people don't really – it's – Part of, I guess, me becoming a little more recognizable and doing more interviews, but also just like the way the world is where everyone's like asking you personal stuff. But yeah, I came up with a conversation and I said I was bisexual and then it kind of like was out there. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Did that feel any certain way to you? Like was it – was it at all like a moment that, that you mark? I – realized it like I was I remember I was sitting on a curb in like Beverly Hills somewhere on on the phone and I like was like waiting for a dentist appointment or some shit so I was like in a weird kind of like street area and sitting there and I and me and I can't remember the interviewer's name sadly but he was really lovely and, and we were just getting very engaged talking about stuff and so it was kind of in the middle of like a an emote not like I wasn't crying, but I was like having like I was like a connected rant, you know, where I was like, you know, and as a person, like this kind of person and someone who's bisexual and someone who's Arab American, like I was kind of going off. And then afterwards when I hung up, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I just <laughs> told him I was bisexual. But that's cool. Like that's fine. You know, I didn't really think about it because I have no awareness of like how known I am just because like I'd like some people recognize me on the street. They're like, hey, maybe. And I'm like, yeah. But and it's gotten a little more. But, you know, you have no – I don't know. I don't have an awareness as much. Um, and then it kind of like other people said they read it, you know. And and Charles Rogers, who's like one of the creators of Search Party, um, sent me like a picture of it and was like, hey, you know. And like, and then people were kind of like congratulating me a little bit from it. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, but, I mean, it felt nice I actually like I think it it made me feel more comfortable to like I told <laughs> talking about how my parents reacted you know it wasn't like a big sit down thing but um, you know when I was seeing a woman and I wanted like I was telling my mom about it I was like yeah I met this girl she's really cool and my mom was like really cool with it she was like okay and it, and then uh, like telling my dad was like a little more of a thing um, but he was very accepting of it as well. 
but it kind of came up because it was something that I discovered a little more, you know, later in my life-ish, you know? Yeah. And after already, how interesting, like, to just, like, have that be news, I guess. Exactly. I guess that's what I'm I, – not that it's not news, but I just mean to have it be, like, actual news. Like, like on the Google – Yeah, that's what like felt on the, weird. If you click on it, it would be the, under the news right, section. Right, like, Ali is, is bisexual. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah, sure. Like, it's a, it feels very, you know, personal in some way where you're like, since when does anybody give a shit who I'm fucking? But um, it's, it's, like, all part of a little – you know, it's still obviously personal to me. And I'm not shy about it, saying it, but I, at the same time, the the kind of, like, write-up aspect of celebrity is strange always. Of being like, well, what's another thing we could add to your thing? You know, like, let's add another little fact about you that we discovered. And that part is like, well, you never really know somebody at all until you actually know them. Is it at all re- relieving to be, like, known a little bit more in that one way? Though by like whoever was sending you those screenshots or friends or whatever. I mean, not that right. they didn't know, but I just mean like, um, I wonder about that because because they were more like laughing at it. That's I think. funny. Yeah, they were being like, "Look, who was <laughs> written up about." You know what I mean? Like Charles was definitely fucking with me because our jobs are re- are different. Our jobs are really different. Like I'm always. I mean, I sometimes I act. I'm not an actor though. That's not my first job. My first job right. is to like stand on stage and just say in very in sentences that start with I like. Yeah. <laughs> Things, things about myself. Um, and your job is, you know, really different than that. Like, your job is to be I find stand-up to be, like, the hardest profession. I can't imagine. What? Yeah. Well, look, if, if it wasn't something I that just, like, came naturally, I wouldn't do it. You yeah. know? People say that. Because you're, like, stripped. You're just, like, up there. You just have to, like. Yeah, but that has to yeah. feel good. Like, that's what yeah, exactly. people will Same say. Same with acting. Same with acting, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think there's people who are good at it and do it a little bit sometimes. And they're like, yeah, I'll act every now and then. But like I feel like I gotta keep doing it because like it makes me feel better. You were like a young human when you started doing very young human, yeah, more. nine. That is such so, so yeah. such a young human. It's so tiny and a desert human too. Out in the <laughs> out, in, out human. in Palm Springs. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I need water. Like dick. <laughs> how yeah. did how at nine were you figuring out that you wanted to do this? I mean, it's weird to think about like how clear I was on it back then. Because I've had a lot of times where I've questioned it since. But, um, yeah, I was nine. I was watching All That. Classic show. show. Loved All That. Oh, uh-oh. And I was like, I want to do that. Because they were kids. They were older than me. But not by a lot, you know. They were like preteens. Um, and I was just like Keenan and Kel and, you know, Amanda Bynes. I just thought they were so funny. And I was like, I can do that. And I wasn't even necessarily like a class clown. You know what I mean? I wasn't like a loud kid. I went to a very small school. But I think I was funny at the time. Or at least I had this confidence that I was funny. And I went to my mom and I was like, I want to be on TV. That's what I said to her. I was like, I want to do it. And she was like, okay, little one. Supposedly I was like six when I started asking. And then by the time I was nine, I was, like I did modeling, like local modeling, and I hated it. And I was like, that's not what I meant. Like I want to be on TV. And she was like, okay, okay. So we went to L.A. and I auditioned for an agent. It was like a cattle call of like all these kids. And you have to like stand up and read like, you know, there's like dramatic and commercial. So there's like one that's like, I love milk and blah, 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 blah. And then another one that's like, I never had a home. (laughs) It's like an intense, like sad kid story. And so they could kind of place you like if you could do commercial. No, this person is, this is, yes. This one she can handle. This one, I'm not sure. Sure. Um, And then... Like, yeah, there was like a hundred kids and me and one boy got picked and we auditioned for the agency and got the agency. And then like it all happened in my memory super fast. Like within the week I was auditioning and I did a Gap commercial and a Barbie commercial. And then I got this movie Three Kings. That was like my third audition. And that was like I played an Iraqi refugee and was like in Arizona for like three months. And that was like my first real like job job was your mom was your mom with you was my mom and dad were both with me on that one they would come i mean i have two brothers so they would have to go back but my dad is um from baghdad is iraqi so david o russell who directed that movie really took a liking to him and he became like a like uh what's the word 
you know, like not technician, but like helpful with like the language and all that stuff. Consultant. Yeah. He like took him under his wing and then he became, he gave him a small part. My dad still has a SAG card from it um, (laughs) to play like called the Slim Jim Man, which he was like Saddam Hussein's soldier. And he's like eating a Slim Jim and then he drops it and he goes, Saddam is coming. And that's my dad. Wow. Yeah. So it was like a very big like family gig. And I was three months. It was like, and also like, still haven't done a job that long since. Family gig, three months, you're a child, but also like relevant to your life. Yeah. In a way that I think a lot of folks like maybe never have a job that's Seriously. like no, my third super or, specific. Yeah. Like first handful, like very, like I had only been auditioning for a couple of weeks was to play an Iraqi refugee. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like when I think about it, the luck is kind of insane. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question that. Like, might totally – I'm very curious as to, like, whether this is something you talk about a lot. Um, oh, I can't wait. Can I ask you a question about makeup? Sure. You First of all, I want to ask about freckles and whether mm-hmm. people know how to deal with freckles. Yeah, like makeup set. artists? Yeah. yeah. It has changed the more I've worked and the more um, my role on a set has become. So meaning when I was younger and I was just a kid. And they didn't know who the fuck I was and I was hired, but it was still like, whatever. They're like, we're covering up your freckles. And I'd be like, uh. and they're like, no, 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 I'm the power in this position, you right. know? And I'd be like, and then I go to my room and like wipe it off. I, I, when I was very young, I used to put my mom's makeup on and try to cover them up. But pretty soon I was like, eh, like, like it looks weirder covering it up. You know, it wasn't like, I love the way they look. I accept myself. It was more just like, it looks like I'm covering up something. It looks like faded. It's better just to show it. Uh, when I was young on this movie called Trial of Old Drum, about like a, it's like a dog movie. Heavens to Betsy. Yeah, it's great. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds tough. Does, um, does Old much. Drum make it? Is that the name of the dog? Old Drum don't make it. I don't no. think. Me I don't think. Old, I could just we go tell. To, do we go to a trial? Um, yeah, Ron Perlman's in it. It's great. Um, but I had gotten in an accident where I had cracked my head open. Um, running down a marble hallway with my little brother on my shoulders. And uh, anyways, long story short, I had like two black eyes and a concussion from it. And then I do this job like not that much longer later. I was healed-ish, but I still had like this little bump and like these like puffy kind of colored eye. Like my eyes weren't as puffy anymore, but like two black eye residue. So they had to cover it up. And so they like really painted it on thick. And it's like one of the only jobs that's like completely, I just am like, in kind of like dark face, it's a little strange. Um, oh, is that they have? They'd have to go like darker. Is that how you would match a freckle? Yeah, they had to like. I mean, I wasn't like in that kind of face, but like it was. No, I was just mean darker. like I'm, I literally just don't even know how makeup works. They would. <laughs> I'm not saying you were in blackface. I'm <laughs> no, saying or like it was not that face. Um, no, it was like it was like my skin tone, but yeah, it has to be a little darker. Like uh, what do you call it? Um, what you put? I don't, under, you don't even I know. I don't know. Concealer. Really do, concealer. No, there's another word for it. Jesus, Bright, I get it done. Eye brightening. I'm. Other people do this for me. I don't do this for myself. I wear like no makeup. Yeah. I mean, in my personal life, I don't like to wear any makeup. But there's a conceal. Did you say concealer? Yeah. Yeah. Concealer. I think that's what that's it, it is. Yeah. yeah. So they would just do a darker concealer. Where I think like this is number one. This should be the like a spinoff. Yeah. If you're, if you're interested. <laughs> don't just, know about makeup. <laughs> Concealer? What is that? Concealer? I don't know. Does it Foundation. Make you da- That's what I was Darker or lighter? Which one? I'm not sure. And then and then you put it right on your <laughs> eyelashes. Concealer. You just dip. You're yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so that was the only job that it covered up. But then as I got older, it's become like as little makeup as possible. Unless it's like for a character that's like she wears a lots of lots of makeup. Is that your choice? The as or is that like also what folks are hiring you for? Like you have these, they get to like consult on what you're. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. yeah for so sure. you're saying like, like as if I'm playing someone, possible. yeah, it's like a as an actor, and again on the jobs that I'm lucky to do now, it's like yeah, you have to you get to converse about it and make decisions, and the director has their ideas and stuff, but you work together on it. But like when I, I on my show Search Party, it's like Dory doesn't. Yeah, you kind of it's look very, like you. Yeah, it's like we, there's a little concealer under the eyes uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, like mascara and uh, a little eyebrow coloring in. And I a mean, I blush. love and eyebrows that's it. being colored in. That's, that's my number one makeup. Fave. Yeah, number one fave. I just color in the eyebrows. That's my I favorite have makeup. Unfortunately, 
done a number on myself in the 90s. Look. No, I'm they're trying. sharp, though. They're, they're sharp. Because no, you have a very strong not. eyebrow. Yeah. Line. They used to be, like, super thick. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you can let them grow. They're, they're grow- getting there. They don't. There's just, there's just places they, they don't come in. Mm. Because in the in the 90s. It was all over. You had to, you were spo- Yeah, you were yeah. supposed to, like, exactly. Just, like, yeah. what's the smallest amount of eyebrow I could have? <laughs> One just one individual eyebrow hair on each side. (laughs) So then a lot of times if you overpluck for like a bunch of years, then you just can't grow back in. Paul Shear watches a lot of bad movies for his podcast, How Did This Get Made? And Amy Nicholson watches a lot of good movies for her show, The Canon. I've been on both of those podcasts. That's how you know they're good. Now, they've got a podcast together that's called Unspooled. It's right here on Earwolf. Their first episode is out right now. Paul and Amy are going to watch all those classic movies you're supposed to have seen, like uh, Citizen Kane or uh, Taxi Driver, The Graduate, Pulp Fiction. In fact, they're going to watch everything on the AFI 100 list, like Taxi Driver or The Graduate. You can listen to Unspooled now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. But I, I kind of ask some of this because, like, I feel like whether or not you realize it, and I'm sure you do realize it, I think you're also just kind of – you being on screen is a rad thing because you do look like yourself and what you have right. going on, freckles, like curly hair, that's just sadly, not like, not that common. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing that's like, – like any kind of art, I think, where people um, – that inspire me or inspire other people is the minute you're like, I just started doing my own thing and it started to work out a lot better. It's like for any artist, it's like the minute you start really being more specific to who you are, the minute people will actually start responding to it, um, even if they don't like it before because they don't know about it. So my hair always used to be straightened. and People would always cover up my freckles and stuff. And I was like, uh, you know, I just want to do this, whatever. Like I'm going to get through it. Like I didn't I wouldn't necessarily, like, love the way I looked. I wouldn't hate it, but I'd be like, oh, it's not really me, you know. But then, you know, that moment when you get, like, a good haircut and you go, oh, I found it. I found I my thing. I do know that moment. Yes. I do know the Yeah, because you discovered your haircut. Yeah. It's, okay. yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. a huge moment. And I remember that when I cut my hair short and let it just be, like, froey curly. And I was like, I'm never going to get another. This is it. I found it. Like, I don't have to do anything with my hair. I just, like, wash it. And Throwing it gets curly. curly is great on you. It's perfect. And, like, I used to straighten my hair so much when I was younger because it would be at weird lengths. And depending on how it dried, it was always, like, a thing. And it's more of, like, yeah, I just all of a sudden was, like, in the pocket. I was, like, okay, this feels the most like me. And, you know, as you get older, you just start to, like, own your style more. And then you go out for jobs and stuff and you're, like, oh, that's what – it's not – no, but it's a part of what, why I got hired to do certain things because it's, like, I had my own specific look. But – it's still uh, not, like, the most accepted. You know what I mean? Because, sure. like, you like in, like, so many things. You see certain actresses cast in big-budget movies, and they all look the same, really. So everyone's like, we're all about change, and, like, we want, you know, new beauties and stuff. And, like, you know, Vogue is, like, trying to, you know, put different models who have freckles or, like, curly hair or who are different races on the covers, and you're like, yeah, it is starting to, but then I find, like, the, the movie industry to be almost, like, the last to change for some reason because they're like, but the lead of Star Wars has still got to be a white girl with brown straight hair. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah. really, does it? And they're like, yeah, like, all of space, and no, they all are, are, like, British There are no women. freckles in space. There's no freckles in space. Why would that be? Yeah. There's stars up there, so <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't put... Also, no, freckles on a face like that wouldn't there. be yeah. that wouldn't make sense. Um, that I mean, but, but all that I think is like, yeah, like just being def- default, uh, like an indie film actor because you right. have curly hair yeah. is obviously fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I also think there's a bit of what you're doing that's like also gender presentation, right? Like mm-hmm. just having like some amount of uh shorter hair that's and right. like less makeup is also I don't know what would you say like on the tomboy spectrum I don't know that you're really a tomboy I guess so I don't know I don't know the you know as we learned earlier the lingo <laughs> very well um yeah I you know my mom was always like you just always had a, a masculine energy 
And I was like, is that what it is? Like, is I that what like you think? To... What do you think? Well, no, I don't like it being specified in relationship to a man or to like a male thing. Well, we don't have better words, That's the thing, right. But, I mean, I guess, yeah, I never – it's not that I'm like, I hate wearing dresses. I'm like, I just have a specific style that I like um, that's kind of androgynous-ish. But then also sometimes I like to really dress up, you know, and, and dress like – old movie star kind of like fitted dresses. So I kind of have like both sides. I like when I'm in like my normal everyday though, I my goal is to look like a 13-year-old boy. Sure. That's and, my where I feel the most comfortable. feels better to you than masculine. I think I I I understand the masculine energy. Yeah. I think I have that, but not um Yeah, I don't even know if it's androgynous. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's these are all these are all just like questions because disco- we're it's, discovering. It. Yeah, yeah, these are all just questions because there is no answer. So right. I'm just trying to like. <laughs> oh, I thought you were leading me into an answer. No, like, I'm trying what? to. This is what you are. Let <laughs> me tell you what you are. No, this is. I feel like a lot of just like being a queer person is trying to figure out how to talk about what you are, right? <laughs> or like what you're trying to do or well, whatever. I was wearing like a choker the other day and someone was like, so are you goth? Are you 90s goth? Are you? And I was like, today I wear a choker, tomorrow I don't. You know, I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I I have been, I so I like had, I used to have one long piece of hair and then now I have just short hair all over. And <laughs> one strand? I used to, I literally, it was so small. Like a little rest hair? Kind of, but it was on the side. Mm. I'll show you a photograph. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> Hard to imagine. <laughs> no, it's it was like a I like had a haircut that was like very much. Well, AD Bryant has worn it like as a wig, basically on really? SNL. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had a haircut that had like one long piece here, and then since I cut it all off, uh, I am being read a lot more as like butch, which is really interesting mm. to me because that was never something that people um, clocked me as. Right. And I don't know that I don't think I'm butch, but I kind of think I'm uh, uh, like a dandy. Like yeah. I think of myself <laughs> as like an effeminate man, not right, like right, right. a masculine woman. Right. Totally. And, but that's that has – so anyway, in your own mind, I go out versions. in the world, I'm like – my my my, yeah. my closest comparison is Prince, and people yeah. are like, "No, you're just like a dyke." You know, like I just <laughs> so it's very confusing to try to figure out like what other people are seeing, what you think of totally. in your own body. Well, I find it like you're saying always surprising. Mm, yes, I'm like, absolutely. Really? What? That's so funny. I never thought I'd dress that way or whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah like, whatever. Because I'm just like, this feels comfortable today. I know. Like that's how I look at it. But then like, like I remember, um, like. Being out and – or, like, talking to my mom and and talking about, like, the way I dress because, like, I love my mom. But we have discrepancies on how I should present myself. Sure. Um, and she was like, why don't you dress up? You know, you have such a beautiful figure. Like, why don't you show it off? And I was like, I think I am showing it off. I was like, I feel like I look sexy. And I was probably wearing, you know, something like this, like T-shirts and then, like, cap and – like baggy pants. But I was like, I think that's hot. Like I never am dressing to be like, oh, I don't want to show myself today. I'm like, it's, that's been a while since I've been in that mode. You know what I mean? I'm an adult. I only wear what I want. Like I'm always like, oh, yeah, well, I want to wear this. And even when I go out and she's always like – and she's become more accepting of it. But when I was like first starting to discover my style, if it wasn't like super femme, she thought it was like I was trying to hide something. And I was like, actually, I've never felt sexier. I've never felt more in my body. But that know? makes perfect sense, right? Because, yeah, totally. like, sexiness is, like, what you're exuding into the world. And yeah. so, like, if it is – I was just out with somebody last night, and I was sitting next to my friend who wears, like, low-cut shirts. And she was talking about her boobs mm. and just, <laughs> like – and I was, like – and how, like – stressful it is to run or something it was like something like right. that and i was like yeah no i know man and like same or whatever and then she was like well but like we have different size boobs and i was like and i you know like just like clocked and was like i don't think so i think right. you just can't see my boobs and she was like no no you have like no do you have boobs like you don't like bind and i was like I'm no, sorry I just, look no you should you definitely yeah. have boobs i have huge boobs yeah i asked her i was like what is your size and she was like whatever i can't remember what she said but were 36 you bigger? C, and I was like, yeah, no, I have, like, bigger boobs than you. 
And, I, and she was like, where are they? And I was like, I'm wearing a motorcycle jacket, a button-down shirt, yeah. and I hold my body in a way because, like, I like <laughs> my body, but also I'm, like, doing a very certain thing. No, but it's about the to, way like, you want it lead. to fit. Yeah, exactly. Like, sometimes I wear sports bras a lot with certain shirts, button-up shirts. Sure. Because I'm like, this looks better. In the frame, if they have a flatter chest in this one, because I have big tits too. And then other times I'm like, no, I, I got to get the bustier up for this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it depends on the, I the mean, mode. I totally wear like what is essentially like a push-up bra, but then with like a baggy shirt that that I get right. like tailored to fit me in just certain, a certain way. Yeah, so, so that it, it like, comes over, but then it like, it's still like sort flattering. Of, it's like flattering, but it doesn't show anything. And then like a, yeah. a, like a motorcycle jacket with – Buttons to distract you, but like, <laughs> like I'm not anyway. Um, but yes, you know, in another thing that I just noticed in uh, in Duck Butter was also that like your character wears, uh, what would it like a like a, it's like a, the bra? I guess is it like a long, was that like a long sports bra or like there's like a tank top situation happening where there's like maybe like a like there's maybe not a bra on underneath there. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, it just seemed like— It was like, mainly a sports bra I was wearing most of the time under a shirt. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, again, yeah. when you think about, like, things you're used to seeing on camera versus yeah, yeah. things that you're not used to seeing on camera, like, there's mm-hmm. a—like, your character's, like, taking her shirt off, and there's a sports bra under there. Right. Which, by the way, like, it turns out are worn <laughs> yeah, exactly. by people. Yeah. <laughs> They're, it's not some, like, crazy, they sell like— so many of them. <laughs> yeah. and some, like, lace-up number. Yeah. Right. And that I thought that was very cool. And yeah. I also thought that, like— and it, you know, when it when you see when one sees something on screen, it's like easy to realize what you haven't seen. Sometimes once you right. see it, once like I don't it. think I was ever just like not enough sports bras yeah, exactly. in Hollywood. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> I like saying I'm big, <laughs> but style is such an interesting thing because, like, again, it is sometimes feels like it's a it's a gender thing, but really it's about the specific nature of the person because, like. Even if I – I've had moments like shamefully-ish when I was like younger where I would think I had to dress a certain way if I was trying to attract a guy, you know, and be like, oh, I have to like look at those girls. But I always like – I always liked buttoning shirts up to the top. It was, But it was about style and what I felt comfortable in. I was like, this just looks cooler. I always liked bright colors and elaborate patterns and, like, weird vintage numbers and, like, funny hats. Like, I always had, like, this kind of – I like to say I, I like to dress a little bit like a clown. It's, like, my kind of aesthetic, <laughs> fashionable clown. But, um, you know, and then as I got older and gained more confidence and realized, I was like, oh, just the more I am myself, obviously, is when you attract people. But it's still those kind of – like, I've had, depending on the way I dress, people react very differently to you. You know, it's Absolutely. like who you call. And I I was on the – I did a Pee Wee Herman movie, which was really cool. But um, I play this like – they literally gave us hip pads and boob pads because we were like based off of – now I'm forgetting. Um, Pussycat Bang Bang. Um, it's this like beam movie. But yeah. we're based off of these characters. So we literally look like cartoon characters, you know. And I'm wearing a fuzzy like short little sweater. And my boobs are already big and they had them bigger and pointy. And then I have like hips and heels and tight, tight, tight and so much makeup. It was the most makeup I've done any job. I had to sit there for an hour while they like put on these eyelashes. And I was like going crazy because I hate – that's another thing about makeup. I hate sitting in the makeup chair. I hate it. I was like as fast as possible, please, because I hate sitting there being like – like all I want to do is like touch like my it. face. I kind of like it. I know. I just can't. I or get so impatient for something. Yeah. Like no, hair I, salons, I hate sitting. I'm like, ooh, do do it. But they have to <laughs> lie to me about – I swear to God, my the person that usually does my makeup, um, I'm not even kidding. I won't let her use the word lipstick because it makes me feel emasculated. Really? <laughs> so she has to use men's lip tint. Men's <laughs> lip tint. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what she came and up with. And what tint do you use? She, like, just like, like basically like, like a nude. nude. Yeah, yeah. But she's just like, okay, so are you ready for your like men's lip tint? And I'm like, thank you for respecting me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> oh, but you were saying, well, how were so, you treated on that set? When I walked around, you know, not to bash the set, like the director's fucking great. It was rad, but it's a huge set and there's so many crew members I didn't know. And I remember walking to set one day and I was like kind of like stretching. I was literally just, like, putting my arms up, kind of, like, not even aware, just being like, oh, because it was a fucking uncomfortable as fuck outfit, you know? And these guys made, like, a noise, like, oh, hey, the, you know, like, crew members. And I was like, excuse me? What? I was like, I'm working on this set. 
Yeah, I was so upset wow. by it. I was so upset. I was like, this is ridiculous. But then I looked in the mirror and I was like, I look like a fucking walking sex doll. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like walking like, eh, 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 like two set, you know, and I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, those are fun in a way because it's like fantastical and I got to be a cartoon character, you know? Um, and like, it was so epic to be in that movie. But I also am like, I'd much rather play characters where I'm like, can I get some chapstick? <laughs> That's it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel so much more comfortable. Can I get some men's chapstick? Can I get some men's chapstick? <laughs> Nude color, preferably. <laughs> yeah, I I hear you. And, the yeah. you know, the thing about what you were saying about dudes and, like, not, you know, do I have to, like, dress a certain way to attract dudes? It's It's also, you know, like, it's an easy trick, right, to fall into looking around yeah. at whatever else is being presented to you and being like, no, that's what I should be or that's when I would get attention. But yeah. it's also exhausting to think about, like, okay, so you, like, catch that dude. You catch that dude yeah. who, like, wants you for, like, the outfit that you wore that first Yeah, that night. you're like, I'm planning on and returning then, this tomorrow. Exactly. Then yeah. you're like, well, fuck. This is what I, I can never see you again <laughs> exactly. or you have to know the real me. Like those yeah. are the two options. Totally. You either have to like buy into the clown or delete yeah. my number. Exactly. <laughs> so like buy into the clown. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you know. start straight up right away. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like it's too exhausting. God, life is too hard already. Yeah, seriously. Well, you – first of all, you're the best. This was really fun. Yeah, yeah. This was super fun. I – I definitely think that everyone listening should see your movie. How, it, what's the easiest way? Is it on iTunes it's now? On iTunes and like Amazon and VOD, video on yeah. demand, I guess. Um, yeah, Duck Butter. I really loved it. I really Thank loved you. Duck so Butter. And um, I really loved talking with you today. Yeah, you too. And like the final thing I'll just ask, and this All is right. the thing uh, earlier that I was saying. Mm-hmm. At the end, I'm just going to ask you about Aquiros. This is that moment. So right. would you like to shout out Aquiro, which is like – person or place or thing that made you feel comfy in who you are? Yes. Um, I'm going to shout out a person named Roberta Calindres. Um, She's a good friend of mine and I care about her a lot. She always made me feel – I met her on one of my first nights out in New York at a lesbian bar. And I remember I was like a little intimidated and we hit it off and I was like, I'm coming to this place every week. (laughs) Um, And we're still good friends though. Yeah, shout out to her. Yeah. What's up? Shout out Roberta. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) Jazos. Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.